0: This is Band on Band. It's me, Connor. Thanks for taking some time to listen to us today. Um, sorry it's been a minute. Just been, uh, it's been pretty hectic here at BSM. You know, very busy getting everything sorted out for the rest of the year and into next year. Um, yeah. It's been hard to find some time to sit down and talk to people. But today I am joined by Nick from Bears and Trees. Uh, we're going to talk about modern baseball. It's, um, it's been a long time coming
1: great band hello everyone welcome back to band on band it's been a little minute since we last released an episode but i'm thrilled to say that that hiatus is only because we were waiting for the right and the to jump on the show and uh, i'm thrilled to welcome nick from bears in trees how are you doing
2: hello i'm i'm good you're too kind uh, (laughs) you've hyped up already it's all
1: the hype it's all the hype it's all hype everyone loves the hype <laughs> let's I think go yeah is is just because we're going to talk about one of the best bands that uh, bs7' ever had the pleasure of working with and I think oh good gosh yeah. one of the one of the, the best bands in i'm not even going to get into the wave conversation. emo in general has ever enjoyed <laughs> and watched flourish and that is um modern baseball so let's just let's just dive right into it when was when did you discover them? What was that feeling like? Can you remember the time and the placement that you were at? Tell me about that story. So me me discovering modern baseball, for, for context, I
2: was into like your very stereotypical, like My Chem, Fallout Boy, Panic, kind of old school emo pop bands. And then I started getting recommended a lot of kind of like newer American emo bands. So like it started with the front bottoms and then Foxing was the next one. And then modern baseball. Um, I think the video I heard was, was the weekend. I saw the music video for that Mm. where they're like, where Bren's being like taken around on a party, just like, you know, kind of crazy stuff happening around him. And it was just, it was so genuine. Mm. Like I hadn't heard, I hadn't heard music written. It it sounded like it had been, uh, it came from the same lineage that I was listening to, but it was about my life. Like, you know, these abstract concepts or just these people uh, talk, you know, like being sad in an abstract way, it was like it was very personal, personal and it was like very refreshing and genuine. And I hadn't really heard that in, in a band,
1: it, it seemed like it, it was. I don't like to use the term right place, right time, but for this occasion, I probably will. It did feel like in 2012, there wasn't it was like it needed the scene or music in general in our world, and like I said, it did that first record did sort of click with a lot of people in that, in that age bracket, what, like tw- 2012, I want to say. Yeah. Sports 2012. Came Definitely. Um, yeah. I would have been, I think I was, I was like 15, 16. Uh, uh, yeah. So similar age, but that I feel at, at that age as well, when you connect with something and when it like hits you, you're like, that's it. I'm done. This is, this is it for me. This is you, anything else could come out, but this is, this is my gang. This is, listen to this until the end of time um it, it's interesting that you mentioned that you discovered them on on youtube was that kind of like your main source of music at that time yeah
2: i would i used to spend just like evenings after school through my youtube recommendations because mm-hmm. no, i was getting really bored with the kind of music i was listening to so i got into like you know like most of the kind of big emo bands in that wave like joyce manor um dispute um the one like you know, the, it was like the domino effect. You know, a single domino falls, and then all of a sudden, I feel like I'm in like an American Philadelphia basement. Uh, which <laughs> all which all I time. still wish I could be at. Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: um, I remember. Yeah, and I had. I remember uh, Ben showing me modern baseball for the first time on a, as as I feel like. I mean, I'm I'm 30. I'm not exactly much older than you, but I feel like in in that age a couple of years before that, everyone was still listening to records and like showing people physically. I don't know, like yeah. I listen to records quite a lot and people music that really showing my age for no reason. I'm like five years old, <laughs> like being being a lead for no reason. Um, but yeah, he, he showed me the, the record and we sat down, and we listened to it and um, I was absolutely blown away. And then it was before the next record came out and then again, years before Holy Ghost and it was just... The, the meteoric rise of that band felt very organic and natural, and every single album was great. Yeah. Um, was was sports kind of the album that you listen to now, or do you, do you have a favorite Fun,
2: album? Funnily enough, it's you're going to miss it all.
1: Yeah. Because I think, because that
2: was, I first saw them live when they were touring that in the UK mm. in 2014. So that has the most nostalgia for me. Um, and just in terms of like you know songwriting, in terms of what I want from an album, it's the one I revisit most because I am just enamored with everything about that album.
1: I, I feel that that album is—I mean, I really love Holy Ghost, but I think it's probably my favorite as well. I mean, mm. it's it's really hard because there they're there's there's three very distinct times in that band as well. I feel like with all definitely. Of that with all of the, the struggle that that band dealt with internally and with you could, you could see that those different waves were coming and going. But yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, um, I think we're in a similar sort of camp of seeing them at that sort of pivotal time in 2014, right before they blew up. I'm trying to remember where I saw them <laughs> in like Kingston, like Fighting Cocks or something. Do you? Oh, uh,
2: lovely. You no, I, um, I saw them in a, in Bankrupt Records uh, so, where they did, like a little in-store around the same time. Yeah, then no. My first show was uh, at the Borderline in London, which sadly now is closed down. My the borderline. Uh, but that was... Uh, new. But I think, like, that show specifically, um, I went with two of my best mates, uh, one of them, Ian, who's our singer. Mm. Um, I remember before that, I'd only been to, like, massive shows. I'd seen, like, Sleeping With Sirens, Me at Six, or- and that was, you know, the whole rigmarole of a massive stage, um, you know as a as a massive band does i was like i was shocked walking in to see the band behind the merch tool right like you know just talking to people like that was just amazing for me because that i had you know every other band i listened to um, yeah
1: because that's kind of what you do when you're that age you don't really realize i love it when you when you find your community or like you find the diy scene like the first gig i ever went to was in 2006 the iron maiden um, like, whoa, music is amazing. Like, wow, this is what live music is like. <laughs> you know, right? And then like five years later, I go to a DIY basement and I'm like, where's yeah. the pyro? Where's the lasers? Where's the fucking... Yeah, it's, it's mad. Like that that moment where you've gone to these big productions and then you go to a 100-cap basement and you see the people that you've literally been listening to on the bus or on the train getting there and you're like, "Absolutely, oh, I'm not going to say hello. That's ridiculous. <laughs> They awkwardly
2: hand you money <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i i assumed it was like there was a paid meeting going on um it shows you how bad it was uh, yeah. i think i yeah me and ian went to go talk to to jake mm. and we were like oh excuse me how much is it for a f-? he was <laughs> like what <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that was uh, a <laughs> moment in my life
1: I find that really I'm sure for them that would have been hilarious as well like the most British statement of being no how much (laughs) for a photo with you please I put
2: it on my MySpace or something (laughs) yeah genuinely genuinely but amazing
1: amazing show did you ever see them in the on the the final UK run or was that the that's the I did I saw him I saw him four times uh,
2: eventually so I was very happy I was kind of satiated yeah, last time I saw them was in Manchester right. when, um, yeah, when Bren wasn't, wasn't on the run. But that, you know, still an amazing show. Uh, mm. The energy never, the energy was full um, throughout every, you know, every show, every venue. Just incredible. So personable. And it's like, it's like they don't even try. Mm. Um, I know that sounds kind of cliche <laughs> because obviously they're very talented musicians, but it, they were so relaxed on stage.
1: I got the, the same feeling that you're just describing because I, I saw them at the Kentish Town Forum, which was, yeah. I mean, no one knew it at the time, but that was the final modern baseball show in the UK and Europe. Uh, it didn't, even though that stage is massive as well, like those venues they were playing huge stages for, for, for a band like modern baseball, I guess over here in Europe, but it still felt like you were in a hundred, 200 cap venue. It didn't feel like you were that was, at the height of its success, they could have gone on and played even bigger shows, but it, it, yeah. this sort of connection between the, the audience and the band never sort of waned. It never disappeared, and you could still feel like they were singing to you, and you were it really shows absolutely how good of a band. And I, I don't want to say it was like lightning in a bottle, but it was just a very good time. And I'm waiting for that next band to do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember too, like I. Was- that was like, you know, my my community when I was that yeah. age. <laughs> and that was very... So I, I forgot to mention, actually, it was YouTube and it, w- it was also Property of Zach. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he, he put me on to, to Modern Baseball. Yeah. And I was very much like seeing what was coming out of America in mm-hmm. trying to bring it into, you know, my very small South London community. Yeah. Um, and just like, yeah, it did feel like landing in a potter. It felt like there was a, you know... Like a, a massive scene developing just across the pond. And, you know, it's now a wave, if you yeah. will, of many.
1: <laughs> I, I I remember talking to, uh, this is a, a definite side tangent. I remember talking to Evan from Into Over It on one of these, and we sort of conversation where saying something became a wave. And there was that look that we looked, because he's a little bit older than me, you're a little yeah. bit younger than me. And we looked at, straight in the eyes and I was like, I'm not gonna do it. And he's like, don't do it. We don't, want, we don't need to go there. We don't need to talk about the waves. And I was like, okay, move on. <laughs> uh, gosh, a, yeah. I feel like it's such a <laughs> thing, which is hilarious. But yeah, moving back to um uh Tumblr, I feel like they were in that world of well, I mean they were, they were forefronting like the the Tumblr pages of like them and um Me uh-huh, Without You and the Wonder Yeah years, just absolutely crazy grainy crappy looking photo with some lyrics that somehow meant something to someone
0: <laughs>
2: it was crazy it was that and it was uh, again pop punk
1: everywhere right christ you could never uh, get a yeah. with your hoodies could you <laughs> <laughs> so
2: um, but, um yeah no it, again just like the sense of community because yeah. especially for, for for me um in kind me and me and the band, we all went to, well, three out of four of us went to a, a a Catholic boys school in London. So there really wasn't much space for kind of like experimentation or or alternative music. Mm. And when we started getting, getting into it, like when we were young, we were like the only people in London who knew about this, which is ridiculous, but that was like the only, the only community we knew were the 120 people who were in our year. Yeah. And then finding out oh no actually, here it is here's the internet here's how you can get into it
1: uh it was just so like refreshing i mm-hmm. think for us and it's it's um, it was refreshing as well i mean especially in your even smaller microcosm a catholic school um, having the like like an artist i feel one baseball one of the first artists at that time that would championing like mental health and like sorting it out mm. so looking for help and going and talking about it stage and, and actively encouraging people to talk if they were feeling down um and i feel like especially from from what, from just learning from you now like a catholic school would have that even more tightly restricted oh yeah you could not that was unheard of exactly so it must have felt great go to these um these shows and have like a almost like an exorcism, I guess, to use like a Catholic phrase, to go in and do <laughs> musical exorcisms and then feel like crack <sighs> on. And that's, you know, it's amazing that music has a therapeutic method. Um, so as like as a, as a musician yourself then, what is it that you've drawn down from modern baseball? Like what, what, how have they inspired you? Have they helped you forge your path to... Um, on tiktok no i'm <laughs> just on T V C to be confirmed <laughs> but,
2: uh, yeah I, I think that so for me personally like i'm not a professionally trained guitarist i didn't take lessons most types, how i put together progressions on a guitar or in music a lot of it comes from on the baseball um or slaughter beach dog mm-hmm. or kind of any project that you know was on the baseball past and present mm-hmm. uh, as well as that like in our band we have split duties pretty evenly, absolutely 100% for modern baseball. Uh, me and Ian write the lyrics a pretty straight, split down 50-50, absolutely modern baseball. I think just knowing that like bands didn't have to have a, a front person, you know, they could, bands could just be a community, like the band could be the community and, and that could be the appeal of the band is, is I think what, what we took from it mostly, as well as the honest lyricism. Mm. I don't want to say everything because you know obviously there's more than just modern baseball but modern baseball was so integral to us becoming a band like we used to we used to jam tears Over biz the weekend uh, your graduation mm. um in rehearsals like those were some of the first songs we learned together so
1: it's like free modern baseball mm. without them is you wouldn't have had that formative years of like practicing and learning together and 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 learning to feel comfortable creating art as what you are now, um, definitely, yeah. I did. I did enjoy. There was this, the the split duties of autism and writing songs together, and I kind of enjoyed that quite a lot. About the the albums that you could tell which song was written by, which yeah, artist, um have, have doing. Like, do you do you feel like upon listening to your music, you can tell who's sort of leading a, an idea? Is that something that you, you've gotten from people or anything? I know that our our fans
2: like to guess who wrote certain songs, and ninety ninety percent of the time they're right yeah. because there are like very obvious tells in in how we write and such. Yeah. But I mean, like I remember when when Holy Ghost came out, that was like split A and B side, right? A was A was Jake, B was Bren. That's such a nice idea. We haven't done that before, but for our upcoming album, hmm. and I think just like having what what felt so nice about that is it you kind of you experience two people's lives as they grow up through like adolescence into early adulthood and that was absolutely what what i need i still need sometimes mm. uh, to hear and having the delineation between the two two lyricists who are very clearly very close and kind of borrow a lot of each other's ideas but also encourage each other and make each other Mm. is is was
1: was again just one of the nicest things about mobo and still is yeah it's nice to i i guess i mean i've, I've had it today with listening with holy holy ghost going back and sort of in hindsight picking things up there's different music yeah lyrics or different lyrics that maybe didn't hit on the first couple of times and you go back and you're like oh okay yeah no i can't and you can hear them and hear like it almost a call and response, especially in Holy Ghost, if you can almost hear a call and response from A to B. Some a lot Definitely. of figuring it out, and there's a lot of um, I don't know what do I want to say? There's a lot of internal debate between those songs and in that band that's put onto wax for people to listen to, and yeah, to exactly as they're figuring it out. It, I think like on that night, uh, Brendan
2: did a like just before London Baseball went on hiatus. Brendan did a, like an EP or like a a set of singles. Mm. Uh, I want to say for polyvinyl, but I'm not, I'm not sure. But um, he basically covered Mass, which was Jake's song on Holy Ghost. And he changed the lyrics to be about Jake. And it was really, really sweet. Mm. And it was, you know, like things they put out and Mm. just hearing
1: them, that corner response, like you said, Mm. made the band feel so much more real yeah really sort of coming around and, and full circling it at that point as well just before mm. the indefinite hiatus just come back and play one more show it's fine It's <laughs> one more, one more. It's, it's all I think everyone's asking one
2: more just one more no it's fine you know they're happy I assume. Um, I hope <laughs> you should. Um... <laughs> they're happy I've heard <laughs> from what I know from what I can tell but yeah no for real that's um, exactly what we needed if they want to come back let's chill if they don't that's chill.
1: Thanks for the memories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we let's take this let's take this opportunity. Like rather than um, me doing it in post, like let's um, let's talk about the record that you're that you're running up to releasing with Carrie Intuitive. Tell, tell us. Oh all God, yeah. You. Oh, the record is called and everybody else
2: smiled back. It's out in November. Here's where I get my calendar up november 19th
1: there you go (laughs) on
2: on the counterintuitive records and uh it's about the uh the worst night of your life always has a day after Mm. the best day of your life always has a night after and those nights kind of picking up the pieces and understanding what went wrong and it is very heavily inspired by wonder baseball
1: if you couldn't already guess or tell so (laughs) It's coming out soon. Pre-orders are available now on Counterintuitive Records web store and also Counterintuitive Records UK European web store. Um, there's, I'm looking at the merchandise now. There's a beautiful cut. There's, there's quite a few colorways to pick from. Got some cornetto, some splatter, the classics. There's uh, t-shirts. There's flag. I love the band green socks. I'm here for We it. have been
2: we've been searching out socks since we started. They've been like our top priority, and <laughs> it's na- now that it's, it's happened, yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's I'm I'm I I can
1: die. I hope you don't die anytime soon. I hope the band maybe just calls it a day because you you've done socks now. <laughs> <laughs> also that, also that. Release <laughs> this album. It's going to be fine. But the socks were really what we joined a band for, and we're glad we've done it. I'm a secondary yeah exactly so oh <laughs> 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 well, Nick thanks so much for uh, joining me on the podcast um I hope you have a lovely day I hope you get out you and do. in fresh air stay hydrated listen to modern baseball and that'll thank you
0: nice one Nick thanks so much for carving out some time to talk to me there about modern baseball man it's been been a number of years since since uh, the indefinite hiatus of like we're all sort of still dealing with that but you know all good things do come to an end and we are here left enjoying the good times that we had with that band but yet again their music lives on for all of us to enjoy whenever we want on spotify or at home with your records that you've got. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Um, follow along. Go back to the old, old podcasts. Have a listen to them. Um, it's getting it's getting winter. It's getting to winter now. Keep warm. Stay hydrated as always. And, um, you know, look after yourself and check in on your friends and your family. Until next time. Cheers.